Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Yes, here we are again with uh, another show, thanks to Rode Microphones and Harlan Hogan's VoiceOver Essentials, the makers of the Booth Pro. Uh, this week we have uh, a different topic actually We talk about nutrition We have a special guest beaming in from sunny Canada Michael Smith, how are you going? Good thanks Andrew It actually is sunny in Canada today after a wet winter you got a very strong Canadian accent I noticed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, um, a strong accent um, honed in uh, Australia Yeah, I grew up in um, Melbourne, Australia in Queensland And I've only been over here for three years So I've kept the Aussie accent and the accent's always going to stay, I think. Now, whereabouts are you exactly? Are you in Vancouver? Vancouver Island, so a little tiny island. Well, it's not that tiny, but it's much smaller Victoria than Oh, Vancouver. well, there's a very well-known uh, expat voiceover talent who's based on uh, Vancouver Island, a guy called Matt Cowrick, who we've interviewed before, and mm. I'm sure Matt will be listening. So there you go. He's a neighbour of yours, another Aussie. I'll have to say good day when I see him, and all the ex-royals have just moved here as well. <laughs> right. Oh, God, time to move out. Tell you what, can't, the neighbourhood's going downhill now. <laughs> There'll be a new pool before you know where you are. But, um, now, you you're uh, you specialise in nutrition. I, I know Robbo has talked to you before, but I haven't. So can you give us just a brief overview of what you do? Yeah, so I'm a naturopath and nutritionist, and I look at people's diets, but also look at their, you know, their gut health, their hormonal health. And all of these things can affect, you know, their brain health. So I normally do like a short, you know, interview of someone, find out what's going on, and then I might do some, you know, tests, blood tests, hormone tests, gut tests, just to find out what, you know, the underlying cause of their problem. And then using diet, herbs, nutrition, get them on a plan to get them back on track. I was going to say the thing that uh, ties him in with us and what we talk about a lot is the fact that he works from home, does it all over the world, over the net, don't you, Smithy? Yes, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love work from home and, you know, I've got clients in Europe. I had chatted to someone in Hawaii today, a couple of people in the States and in a couple of hours' time, I'm back chatting to some people in Australia. So, but, uh, yeah. no, no, I'm just curious because, uh, you know, because talking about working from home, as a lot of voice talent do, we can develop some pretty appalling habits and uh, I'm sure many of us have over the years and some of those are dietary and they do affect your work. Uh, I, I can vouch for that because I've recently changed my diet and I'm much more focused. But um, what are the key things that if you're working from home to avoid, apart from obviously exercising, but dietary? Yes, yeah, so there's probably two main things. If Like with diet and lifestyle of working from home, you've got the choice of when you get up, when you go to bed. And so you know, we'll t- chat about diet now. We probably also should talk about sleep habits because they can have a big impact on brain health, creativity and focus and concentration. But with diet, there's, there's a lot of things that people know they probably shouldn't eat, like, you know, the processed foods, the lots of carbohydrates, things like that. And the reason behind that is you want to sort of keep stable blood sugar levels during the day. So when you're working, you know, your levels aren't going up and down, which if they are, 
you can start getting tired, sleepy, uh, easily distracted. You might be working on something and find that you've just spent an hour on Facebook or something like that because you're just not as focused as you should be. So like it doesn't have to be too fancy, I don't think, to diet, but making sure you get the right amount of proteins, good quality fats, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, and just keeping the, yeah, the processed foods to a minimum. And we can go into a lot more detail with that, but that's kind of like the, the overview. And there's a lot of like, you know, different diets out there. Some people are vegan, vegetarian, there's ketogenic diets, there's paleo diets, and, and they can all work for some people, but you know, some of them don't work for other people. So sometimes people do a vegetarian diet and they end up low in certain vitamins like B12, iron, and it just doesn't work for them. Same sort of thing. Some people might do a keto diet and feel like they just don't have enough energy in the day, whereas other people can be on, like, like their brain's on fire. It's fantastic for them. So it can vary from person to person, which is why there's no one perfect diet for everybody. Actually, sorry, I missed yeah, that. I was just checking Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can speak for myself and say I'm on a, I'm on a sort of paleo-pescatarian diet because uh, – I'm doing a, a program called Whole Life Challenge here uh, that's in the States, but people all over the world do it. And that's kind of the paleo is the thing, but I happen to be personally vegetarian and I throw the fish in there because I find it just really hard to maintain my energy level, especially for cycling. I do a lot of cycling if I'm only doing veggie diet. So I throw the pest, the fish in there, which really, really helps me a lot. But um, yeah, I find that when I go on this sort of like six weeks at a time, my energy level levels out really well because we're also off sugar. You know, that's part of paleo. So when you get off the sugar and off the processed food, man, you're right. It just, my energy level doesn't spike and crash. It's pretty level all the way throughout the day. And I know that helps me tremendously. Yeah. And if I had to pick one, you know, I said there's no perfect diet for everybody, but a pescatarian diet is probably the best diet out there. So you're right, like just eating vegetables is often not enough. And it doesn't for some people it suits them fine, but for not every not everybody. And I think it's good not to label yourself like vegetarian, paleo, because then you're so you're put into a box then. So if you're vegetarian, you can't have fish, but fish is super healthy with lots of good omega threes for the brain. If you label yourself as paleo, that means you can never have, you know, lentils or or rice. So it's good to be, you know, flexible. And something like a ketogenic diet, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, that can be great. Focus concentration. People like Dave Asprey is a big fan of it. But if you're doing a lot of cycling or a lot of exercise, a ketogenic diet is not going to be a great thing. You're going to run out of energy, you know, halfway on your cycle. You don't want that. No, no. I've just, uh, funnily enough, I've just jumped on a, a no-carbs diet. Uh, the main focus, of course, is to get back to my fighting weight as opposed to what I'm currently weighing. Um, and it's it's ripping ripping off the kilos like there's no tomorrow. And my, I've got to say, my energy levels are much better than they ever were before. Yeah, so the no-carb diet, that's like, a, that's like a ketogenic diet. Are you keeping up the fats with that diet? Um, as in eating proteins and nuts and things like that? Yeah, and adding like olive oil, MCT oil, those types of things to your diet. Lots of olive oil. Always have lots of olive oil. He means eating it, not rubbing it on. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting. So we've got one person doing like a pescatarian diet, paleo diet. Uh, Andrew's doing a 
a keto diet, basically, which is great for brain health, great for concentration. You'd be getting the same sort of thing, not getting the slumps in energy. But if you decide to go for you know a two-hour bike ride, you'd probably be crawling back at the end of it. Yes. Well, I won't be, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, the bike ride's out of the question. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, that's good to know. I haven't researched keto much, and I've heard a lot of people talking keto, but I hadn't heard that it's maybe not the best people for people that are doing you know, more endurance athlete, athleticism type stuff. So that's good to know. Yeah. Since we've everyone else has revealed their diet, I'll reveal mine. I mean, Smithy partly <laughs> Smithy partly knows my morning routine because he's partly responsible for it. He one of the people that helped me set it up. But uh, I I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast. But I have a thing called Crohn's disease, which is a gut disease. Without getting into it, um, and yeah, yeah. on another podcast that I worked on. Uh, I was starting to take smoothies in the morning, but Smithy helped me out. So my my smoothie in the morning consists of things like coconut oil, uh, turmeric, um, God, what else goes in there? Spinach, cricket powder, uh, a whole bunch of stuff anyway, lots of fruits, raspberries, blueberries, uh, a bit of apple and some banana, things like that to sweeten it up. Um, the main thing that I've found, especially with the coconut oil, is that if I have a smoothie in the morning about, you know, I usually have it about 7.30, 8 o'clock, I'm not hungry until sort of, you know, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, although there are times that I will eat lunch earlier because I, I know that I have to because of my day. But um, those sort of tricks, Smithy, I mean, I would imagine working from home, that, that sort of keeping yourself feeling full would be part of a good trick to staying on track to a healthy diet, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I'll often eat my first meal around lunchtime and, and I find I do my best like writing that type of creative work in the mornings when I'm empty, I'm not full of food. And after lunch, you know, I may do other stuff like emails and things like that. So sometimes fasting can be really good for the brain health and when you eat, but it's mainly when you eat, like you're eating a really good, everyone's eating an amazing diet at the moment. It's like a health podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. What, what's gone wrong? Uh, <laughs> and, well, notice he's not yeah. here. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, that would be the Pizza breaker. man. That'd be the deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> if you wake up and eat all those oh. traditional, like, you know, eating your cereals and toast and all that type of stuff for breakfast, then that's when things go downhill and you're looking for more food, you're looking for more caffeine and, yeah, you're just getting hungry all the time because, like I use the analogy, like if you're just burning carbs all the time, it's like, you know, it's like throwing kindling onto a fire. You're always going to need them. But if you add in the fats, the protein, it's like putting a log on the fire. It'll just last you for a long time and you won't feel as hungry. That's a great analogy. I love that. I, yeah, it's maybe not the first I'd heard it, but it's a great reminder because it just, it really does ex- describe what you can feel like after that carb boost in the morning. And mm. uh, I know for me, two hours later, I'm definitely hungry if that's, if that's all I have. So that's a great analogy. I like it too. And it's interesting you say about not eating breakfast. I've stopped eating breakfast as well. And, uh, and then I don't eat until maybe one or two in the afternoon and that's it until dinner time. And I got to say, you're right. The morning's on fire. Yeah, and if someone's you know used to eating breakfast all the time, you might not go to one o'clock. You might just start off you know fasting till ten o'clock, and then you you just extend it out. Like it takes a bit of time to adapt from being a sugar burner to getting your energy from fats and proteins and things like that. 
Yeah, well, it's certainly, uh, I assume there's a combination of a few things, but uh, obviously, you know, limiting the amount of food, I, my intake of food. I can tell you now I've lost in the last uh, two and a half weeks, I've lost five and a half kilos. Wow, so that's about 12 pounds, George. For the U.S. people, yeah, that's pretty significant. Yeah, yeah. Do, I, doing what I do, I usually lose about ten pounds over the six weeks. Yeah, right. Uh, what four kilos or so? Yeah. So it's it's not that dramatic. The thing that struck me when I first started down this path years ago, now three or four years ago, was just that that morning thing that everybody's spoken about is so. The difference is palpable. Oh, it's quite extraordinary, the difference. And it's also the other thing that I've found by doing this, it actually is creating a new habit because now I don't even think about having a drink Monday to Friday. You and I actually had this discussion and maybe maybe Smithy can throw some light on this. Um, we were talking about AP having a, a, a couple of reds at night. I mean, you've told me that the, even at one or two glasses a night, the next morning you were still feeling foggy. Is, is there something to that, Smithy? Well, definitely, it affects the quality of sleep. So it doesn't matter. Like people might feel like they're they're not drunk or anything like that, but even one or two glasses will affect sleep quality. And so that's you're not getting those deep cycles of sleep. So you might be getting the sleep, but a lot of people wake up, especially if you don't like. I don't drink that much, and if I ever have a drink, you know, I find myself waking up at three or four in the morning. And that's why you wake up tired and foggy because you haven't had a good quality sleep. Well, the other thing I've heard recently that's just come up in the news, are you guys familiar with the, the food writer named Michael Pollan? Um, he just did one, uh, an audio book, actually. It's specifically an audio book, and it's called Caffeine. And he did a cold turkey break from caffeine for three months. And he basically just documents what that was like and how... It affected his body, and in the end, what was interesting to find out was, A, he likes caffeine and prefers to be on it, and B, uh, caffeine is in the bloodstream at least 12 hours after you drink it. So even if you have your last coffee before noon, it still affects sleep at, uh, at bedtime. You might think you slip well, but you don't get into that deep, deep sleep for very long when you've had caffeine later in the day, so... That's, you know, it's it different from alcohol, but it's a stimulant and it still affects sleep. So I would definitely like to hear more what you have to say about sleep because I know that's something that's been under-researched and under-focused on. Yeah, there's definitely a spotlight on it in the last few years. So it used to be, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead type of thing, but, you know, you'll just die faster if you don't sleep. And <laughs> so people, like, it used to be, you know, a badge of honor to sleep, you know, five hours a night and work, but people are now focusing on more sleep. And in with that Michael Pollan thing, like, yeah, it can take a long time for caffeine to get out of the system. And I'm not sure if you've ever done like a 23ME genetic test, but there's even genes that determine how quick and how fast you metabolize caffeine. So if you've got that gene, some people, they are slow metabolizers. They may have a coffee in the morning and it's going to affect them worse at night. Whereas other people, they might be able to have coffee in the morning and then they're totally fine. They've metabolized it really quickly. Are those also people so, that are just have a propensity for a very high sensitivity to caffeine? Because I know my dad, like he just can't do caffeine. It, it could be he's a slow metabolizer of it. So does he get anxious and sort of jittery when he has caffeine? Yeah, yeah, he really prefers decaf. He just won't drink it. Um, and I think that's why, yeah. And my girlfriend is the same. She's She just doesn't like the way she feels on caffeine. It's too intense. So 
So that's a that's a genetic thing. Interesting. It's a funny name, like CYP2A1, I think, the gene for caffeine. But if you ever had your 23andMe test, um, you can look it up and see if you're a slow metabolizer. I love my morning coffee, mid-morning coffee, late-morning coffee, lunchtime coffee, early afternoon coffee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm the opposite of that. I um. I don't know. I mean, there's an interesting question. I mean, I'm sort of finished. My last coffee of the day would probably be about three o'clock. Does that mean I'm metabolizing it fast necessarily? Would that be affecting my sleep? Yeah, it would be. Um, You probably are a fast metabolizer. And the only way to know how it's affecting your sleep is to do the Michael Pollan experiment, just stop for a week and see if you feel like you're getting better quality sleep. Mm. But the research shows that whether you're a fast metabolizer or not, you'll still be having caffeine in your system at three in the morning. Sure. So it doesn't mean you can't sleep. You may not be getting the quality of sleep that you could. Yeah, I have a sleep tracker. It's actually a watch that's like a little Garmin. It's like a Fitbit type thingamajig. But if I do bother to wear it at night when I sleep, which isn't that often, but it does actually tell me when I've been deep sleep versus REM sleep. And uh, I've noticed it's, the last few times I've worn it, it hasn't been that much. Less than an hour of deep sleep, maybe 30 to 45 minutes. So there might be something to the caffeine because when I go on this diet, I feel like my craving for caffeine actually goes up because I'm not doing the sugar and anything else. So caffeine is like my one drug that I'm allowed to have. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I got to have it. So that's an interesting thing. So while the diet is on one hand good, my propensity for more caffeine is uh, might fight it, be fighting against that need for sleep. Yeah, so you'd always experiment with less caffeine when you're wearing your watch and see you know, how it affects your sleep quality. Yeah. I should try that. Yeah, now it's something I can actually measure because of the watch. So that's cool. You should also see how it affects your blood pressure too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I, I fortunately have had good blood pressure um, – very good blood pressure, actually. When I get my physical, I'm always complimented on my blood pressure. Yeah. So I'm very lucky for that. Well, that would be all your exercise, probably. Yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah, since I've ramped up my cycling exercise the last three years or so, I'm in the best you know, physical shape that I've been in a long time. And that's, yeah. of, that's partly because of that. So uh, here's, here's one I'm interested in throwing at you, Smitty. If, if I was a voiceover artist like AP and I had a big audition the following day, that I wanted to be on the ball for. Um, and my diet was, let's say my diet was in a reasonable state, but if I wanted to make sure I was pumped and ready for the following day, is there a diet that you would recommend? Like, could you walk us through a day, a 24 hours, getting myself ready for mentally and physically for the next day? Well, there's probably no perfect diet, but making sure you don't overeat the night before so you don't sleep poorly. Like the sleep is probably the biggest thing before an event like that. And but the, the foods, you want to make sure you get all the brain foods, all your good fats. You'd be wanting to get lots of fruits and vegetables and, and probably not having a really carb-heavy dinner. Like like a marathon runner, they often have that pasta dinner before their, their event the night before. But if you're going for like a mental event, you, you want to maybe have more of a low-carb dinner and get a good night's sleep. Uh, if you're a caffeine drinker and you want to be really switched on, like don't get the jitters, you might add – Something like theanine you can add when you have caffeine, and that can that's like a calming uh, neurotransmitter. It increases GABA, so you're more calm while you're having your coffee, so you're focused without the jitters. So sometimes I'll, I'll use that when I'm you know, writing and things like that so I can just sort of stay on track. 
So would I go, where would I find, how would, like, is that, a, is that in something or is, do I buy that as it is, as it is in a health food store or how do I find that then? Actually, L-theanine is a natural, it's found in green tea. So you can drink green tea and you don't get as much caffeine there. Or you can just go buy it as a supplement, which is what I do. Well, that's a good tip. <sighs> I like that one. We are talking about coffee before and we were sort of talking about the negatives about it, but there's a lot of studies showing coffee and caffeine can reduce the risk of things like diabetes and Alzheimer's. So it's not all bad. It might, it might affect your sleep, but caffeine has a lot of, I mean, not so much caffeine, but coffee itself has a lot of good things to it. I'm going to go and have another cup. <laughs> so just in summary, if, you're, uh, if you are doing what we're doing where we are sedentary, we may get up in the morning, do some exercise, but if we spend a lot of time sitting in front of a computer, what's a few hot tips to make sure we're always on the ball and not getting sick? Probably comes back to the sleep again. Always a good sleep, good diet, but movement can be important. So like, I'm not sure about you guys, but I have like a, a desk that I can sort of raise up and down. So a standing desk, sitting desk, and like I'm sitting right down talking to you, but often when I'm working with clients, I'll be standing talking to them. So keeping moving is really important. But as far as boosting your immune system goes, besides like a good quality diet, there's things like medicinal mushrooms, um, things like shiitake, lion's mane, uh, reishi mushrooms, they can be really good for the immune system. Things for improving, you know, your mind function too. So so things like vitamin C and one of my favorite herbs is called astragalus actually. And that's something I'll take from time to time to boost my immune system. So it's not so much when you are sick, but to stop you getting sick. It's to boost up your white blood cell counts and boost up your immune system. So whenever everyone else is getting sick around you, you don't. He's a really one out of left field. Has there ever been a survey done to find out which country has a population with the best memory and longevity as far as their brain capacity is concerned? It could have been, but I forget. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Do you get the way this podcast works? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one, but I, did, I don't think there's been a memory study. There's been lots of epidemiological studies on who lives the longest, who lives the shortest, who's the most overweight, um, but who's got the best memory? That could be... That's a good one. Yeah, because yeah. there's, yeah. there's those blue zones, they call them. Um, we have a blue zone in Southern California, actually, of Seventh-day Adventists or something like that. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. They have a really long time. Yeah, uh, that's but, a, that's a, I'm, I'm surprised knocking on my door on a Sunday morning. They're still alive. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. But they have this like really strict diet and uh, apparently it really helps their longevity and maybe the walking helps too. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the, the memory thing, that's cool. I should look for, I'd like to look that up. Because I reckon it's something, you're going to find a country that has a certain diet. If we talk about dietary things that help your memory, could it be a Mediterranean diet where there's lots of fish? Yeah, well, the Japanese as well with lots of the, the fattier cuts of fish, that could be, but it's, you know, it's very hard to assess memory. Probably looking at lower levels of Alzheimer's, that's kind of the anti-memory. Um, yep. And certain countries have lower levels of Alzheimer's. Interesting. It's going to be those same countries too that uh, like Japan, Mediterranean, you know, less processed foods and, and less dementia and those types of things. Interesting. You know, hearing you talk, I've just come up with a new business model for you and George. You know, George is the, the studio tech to the voiceover stars. You're, you're good on the nutrition side of things and getting the best out of ourselves. You two should team up. You could do the ultimate 
voiceover checkup. You could do the studio and the mind all in one hit. Studio and mind health check. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I totally wouldn't uh, discount that idea at all because, um, you know, I work with a, a huge number of people. You know, what I do is not, you know, coaches, you know, tend to work with a client maybe for a long time where I tend to just kind of fix something and kind of move on. And it'd be nice to have something else to offer people that is sort of a more ongoing health of their voice and health of their body checkup. So there you go. Do you know the funny thing? uh, The thing I find really odd is how many voiceover talents smoke weed. Really? Uh, There's a hell of a lot smoke weed. And I seriously don't know how they can function. Yeah. Smithy, do you sleep better? Uh, The quality of sleep is not better. That has has been... Okay. Uh, CBD oil is quite popular. It's probably better for sleep and it doesn't give you that stoned feeling. But even then, it, it's, it helps people sleep because they get less anxious. But CBD okay. oil could be good if you're doing, you know, voiceovers and I'm not sure if you guys get nervous or anything, but CBD oil, CBD oil would be better. There's more CBD oil or marijuana shops over here than bottle shops. In it. So CBD oil, what, you just stick it in your coffee or? No, it's just in drops. You just... Put it straight onto your tongue oh, or okay. mix it into a drink. Yeah. Nice one. CBD. Beautiful. So, Smithy, we spoke at the beginning of the show. You uh, you consult with people all over the world. If someone's been listening to us and thought, shit, I'm going to go and find out some more about this, where do they find you, mate? They can go to my website, planetnaturopath.com, and they can just contact me through through that page or through the website. There you go. I can highly recommend it. I've spoken to Smithy on a couple of podca- different podcasts now. The guy knows his stuff. Beautiful. Well, there you go. Enlightening. Very much so. I think so. And uh, I think it's also time for another coffee right now. No, I mean enlightening. I've just been checking my Facebook and it looks fantastic. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Thanks, Smithy. Uh... Yeah, it was great. It was great <laughs> Cheers, Smithy. Yeah. Your, your input. Thank you, man. This show was mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. Edit by Andrew Peters. Using Rode microphones and Source Connect Now. Tech support from George the Tech Whittem. And supported by Harlan Hogan's voiceoveressentials.com. The home of the Portabooth Pro. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.